listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. and welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. So Delilah, why don't you introduce yourself, your name, your title, and the name of, not your fund, but what you do. Thanks, Barbara. Such a pleasure to be here. Always great to catch up with you. So my name is Delilah Panio, and I'm the Vice President of Capital Formation for the Toronto Stock Exchange. And I do that living here in Los Angeles. So I work with U.S. companies that are looking for growth capital and are not yet familiar with, but should probably be aware of something we call public venture capital. Wonderful, wonderful. So what, what inspired you to go to the TSX and become an investor? Like, how, What was your career path to get to where you are? Well, it's actually an interesting story because I started with the TSX 20 years ago uh, in Canada. I'm, I'm Canadian, and I started as a very junior business development gal out of pretty close out of MBA school and uh, moved to Toronto, was there for 10 years in business development. So really learned being part of the exchange, and but within Canada. And I actually, at the time, I led the U.S. initial business development efforts. And did, we used to do these big roadshows across the country in the U.S. to educate CEOs and investors and the ecosystem around capital formation in the U.S., And what's interesting is when I think back now, it's like I actually created this job I have now 10 years ago by starting all that marketing effort in the U.S. And then 10 years ago, I actually quit. I left Toronto. I moved to L.A. for sunshine, obviously. And I had my own startup. So I totally understand and have significant empathy for all founders of companies. My startup did not work for Lots of very um, good For reasons. All kinds of startup reasons. Exactly. Oh. You know, I have my real MBA and I have my entrepreneurial MBA, which was more expensive, but also way more valuable. And then I was a CEO of a health company for a couple of years, was always very much in the ecosystem. Obviously, that's how you and I know each other. I was yes. mentored a lot of companies, was part of Women Founder Network uh, here in the LA uh, area. And then about two and a half years ago, TSX decided that they saw a significant opportunity in Southern California for um, earlier stage companies to consider going public in Canada. So they reached out to me and the time I was in consulting and I thought, oh, I can't go back to the corporate world. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to have another startup. And then I just thought about, oh, corporate paycheck. What would that be like after you know, a while of not doing that? And so... What the great thing is, I, as you and I share this, very passionate about entrepreneurs and yes. and especially around educating all entrepreneurs on all of your capital options. So part yes. of what I get to do for TSX is by saying, hey, there's a whole list of different ways to raise capital that you might not be aware of. The media especially perpetuates this, this vision of the holy grail of 
angel capital to venture right. capital to being sold to some big great company which you and I know statistically does not work out for most companies. So it's absolutely a a gamble. We'll say that. Again, what's key for me, what I'm passionate about is that every entrepreneur should know all their capital Uh, options. 100%. They absolutely should understand 100% all their capital options. And the pros and the cons of each. Because listen, every external dollar comes at a cost as it should. It's not your money. So understand the pros and understand the cons. So venture capital has lots of pros and has lots of cons. And Mm -hmm. going public is certainly most companies should never go public. I'm the first person to say that. But for the right company. That has pros and cons as well. With the right strategy and the right understanding of it, then they can make an educated decision about what's right for them and the company. Correct. Correct. 100% agree. Thank you for bringing that up. TSX, they don't really have an investment thesis, but how would a company approach you and what is your criterion? Let's call it that way. What's your criteria there? Yeah, there's a couple of key considerations, I would say, when I talk to U.S. companies. Because first of all, it's like, how do you even think about if going public or public venture capital is right for you? How do you, as the CEO, your investment or your manager, management team thinking about Oh, should we go public? Should we go public early? How do we think about that? Especially in the US when the average IPO is like 250 million, what used to be a growth capital market, the public markets here has really become a exit market. So Correct. companies are staying private a lot longer. And, yes. and now we just have these big IPOs. But in Canada, we have we are tailored to small public companies. So we are really a growth capital marketplace. Okay. And so for the CEO, you should be thinking of, okay, like I want to, I want to build a legitimate big business that we're going to get to take the NASDAQ one day. That should be your mindset. And it's amazing how even just physically your energy shifts are saying, oh, I'm I'm building a company to sell in a couple of years, or I'm building a company that's going to go public on NASDAQ one day. That is like right. my energy. And so what we offer for as a value proposition to U.S. companies is you can go the private venture capital route to going public, or you can go the what we call public venture capital. And what that means is you'd come to our, we have an earlier stage marketplace called the TSX Venture Exchange. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Toronto Stock Exchange for more senior companies. So you'd, right. you'd come to our market. And if you have a reason to be public, which the number one benefits of being public are access to capital, acquisition yes. currency, if you want yes. to be buying other companies or, or retaining, you know, top talent. So you, you want to be public for the, for the right reasons. You're ready to go public. So you're ready for that transparency and you're ready to have that fiscal discipline and corporate governance. That's really great for companies. And then if you meet our list of requirements, so in terms of our criteria, it's that we take on the venture exchange companies, even pre-revenue, uh, but we'd be looking for at least a couple of years of working capital. Okay. But, but the key about going public and, and well, end on this part is that you can be ready to go public. You could have a reason to be public. You can meet our requirements. But what I call the fourth R uh, is reality, which is can investment bankers sell your deal today? And that's shifts. So yes. the companies I was talking about to six months ago to today are very different companies. And we are in a robust public market right now. No one would have expected this when COVID hit in March. We thought, Oh God, it's over. There's no financing left this year, but now we are on track to have like record financings. We had the largest wow. technology IPO in his TSX's history a couple of weeks ago. The U.S. 
so much capital out there that, you know, there's a lot of capital out there. Yeah. I'm familiar with the SPACs. Yes. Very familiar. That's very popular. The SPAC is super popular. Yeah. So people who don't know SPACs are basically sophisticated managers and investors get together and, and create a blind pool of capital. They go to the public and say, Hey, give me some money and I will right. go find a company to buy. And I will so give you a pro- some kind of project. It could be a company to buy. It could be, it could be various things. It could be yes, for real estate. But that just things. shows how much money's on the sidelines because they're willing to put it into a blind pool. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Thanks for explaining the SPAC. That is actually a, a, a vehicle for many different ways to raise money. Funds can raise money that way as well. So I'm glad yes. you had mentioned that. Yeah. So Delilah, on more personal thing, what are you currently learning or reading or listening to these days? I'm actually um, reading a book right now that I, I read quite a while ago, but I, it just came into my sort of periphery again. And it's Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And so I'm listening to the mm-hmm. audio book and, it, and it's, we're in such an extraordinary time right now where everything is open for disruption, clearly, no matter what industry yes, you're in, everything is open for opportunity. But for me, it's always, and when I work with entrepreneurs and, and you do too, the ones who have a better chance of making it because they're truly connected to their why. This is a good business idea, which, yeah, I can make money. Maybe it'll be successful in a good time. But in the hard times when you're struggling and the crap hits the fan as it inevitably will, you will quit a lot faster if you are not connected to the purpose and the cause of the business. I love Simon's stuff around your why. And so I, I, I just started on my morning walks, um, listening to the audio book of, cause he actually narrates it himself. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. And it's, it's that's such great. a, it's such a good reminder. No matter what business you're in, you've got to be connected to the purpose and the most successful companies sustainably sustainable successful yes. companies start with their why. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because for me, you know, we talked about kind of founders, the founders I find are most successful do connect to the why and they ha- and the reason why they connect to it the most is because they actually had that real problem. Like they actually are like, I had this issue myself. I had this problem myself. I'm now going to solve this problem for myself and other yeah. people now. I agree with you like that why is so important. And I, I don't know if you notice this, but we notice kind of, okay, COVID-19 how are you going to change yourself? How are you going to reposition yourself? How are you going, like you said, everything is ripe for disruption, literally yeah. everything. So everything. how do you stay connected to your purpose, your mission, your vision? And then how do you move yourself forward navigating what's happening now? So I'm glad you brought and Just this past weekend, did did one of Tony Robbins' weekends. Oh, uh, you did the, what? The Unleash, Unleash the Power Within or something? No, I did his uh, World Summit, which is about- Oh, the his, World his, Summit. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes, his yes. business one. And it's how yes. they obviously do online, you know, marketing and take any business online or your message online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what? and I hadn't been to any of his things before. And obviously there's a lot of really good nuggets in there, especially- he says business is a spiritual game, which I didn't know that was something that he thought. He's very spiritual. I'm very spiritual. I think business is a spiritual game. I think life is a spiritual game. And if you aren't connected to that why, and, and as he said, you have to be operating with grace, which That's is true. one of my favorite words. And it is, yeah, it's you cannot disconnect business from relationships, from people. And, and if you are connected to your why, and who you want to serve, and you have a really important reason why you want to serve that demographic or that group of people, you have such a higher chance of success. And also, again, sticking with it when the times get tough. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. 
Okay, Delilah, bonus question number four. So how do you see venture or what you're doing? How, you know, like bubble markets, how do you see that evolving the next year? This is like crystal ball time, right? No one, right. I, I, just, I just think that this is a time where, again, everything is on the table for change and disruption. I think that right now, there's no doubt that the public markets are dramatically being impacted with what's happening politically, which has not always been the case in history. And so I think right. everyone, I know just generally investors are trying to get their deals, companies get their deals done before the election because they think yes. that there's going to be an impact no matter who wins the election, there's going to be an impact in the markets. So I think that there's just a lot of money right now that people are looking for really good places to invest. I don't see that changing. I think good companies will always get it invested in, but beyond the next um, five months, what's exciting is to see the companies that are adapting, right? And those are the ones yes. that are going to get funded. That's what right. investors are now looking at. How can you pivot? How can you adapt? How are you connecting to your why of your customers, what they actually need and how do you pivot? So there's some beautiful pivot stories happening right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundreds. But, I've yeah. seen multiples as well. Yeah. So we'll see with the SPAC, the plethora of SPACs is booming. Yes. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with those yeah, SPACs. Because again, the money is put into trust. And so they have their timeline to find a deal. And so we'll see there are already a bunch of them that are coming up on their timeline that haven't done deals yet. So we'll see if the money actually gets deployed or not. That's, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah. But I would say that the new year, I don't know, it's going to be, it's, it, I just know it's exciting times. So if you are, if you just have the mindset of there's opportunity in this chaos and everything mm-hmm. is open for, for innovation, like everything. Yeah. Thanks. So how do people get in contact with you, Delilah? My, you, you can certainly reach out to me on my email, which is delilah.panio at tmx.com. But you can also easiest to find me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, or we have a, a website for U.S. companies, which is us.tsx.com. Great. Thank you so much, Delilah. I think this has been very informative. And so thank you, Delilah, from the TSX for being our guest on the Female VC Lab podcast. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https colon slash slash trailin T-R-A-I-L-Y-N.com to find out more. Find us on Apple on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.